it is this being able to look around and see that there is help. And that gets your mindset right. When I say I left, it's, it's a bit like um, the Eagles in Hotel California. You can check out, but you can never leave. Back there in the 19, at the end of the, about 1990 to 1995, 60% of all the USA were wearing a pair of Reeboks. That's an awful lot of shoes, an awful lot. It was an incredible story. I'm, you know, a, a great uh, thing to look back on, but we, we did so, we, we did it, and we did it well. As I, all I can say to anybody who wants to start off, if you've got a good idea, give it a shot. Don't, don't ask too many people, because too many people will say, too big a risk. Be an entrepreneur. Hey guys, and welcome to the I Love Success podcast. I'm super grateful for all of you that are here listening, watching, and have decided to create that life that you are proud of. Uh, We're all going through different trials and tribulations in our life, but I do honestly believe that life is very beautiful and there is There's a lot of cool things that you can accomplish if you set your mind to it. I I started this show about four years ago in order to share the stories of of people that have walked the path that you want to walk on so you can learn from them. Of course, you got to use your own strengths, your own tools, but there's so much to learn from the people that have already done, done the things and went over the all the hard parts of life. And, you know, they're just human. I realized that now more than 230 shows in all these super successful athletes, entrepreneurs, UFC fighters, astronauts, and, you know, New York Times bestselling authors, TED speakers, they're, they're just like you and me, human beings. So without the further ado. And before I introduce this week's guest, I just want to say thank you to Remarkable. Uh, I have written down my goals since I was 15 years old, which is 20 years now, and it really works. And I always believed put pen to paper. Now with the Remarkable, I can use a digital device, but it feels like paper. So if you're like me, old school, but want to live in a modern world, check out Remarkable. And this week's guest is someone that I am very curious on. He is the co-founder of a brand that I'm 110% sure that you have heard of before. Um, the brand is Rebook one of the biggest sports brands in the world. And we're here today to share the story of Rebook and honoring Mr. Joe Foster. So welcome to the I Love Success podcast. Thank you for that. Uh, Thank you for the invitation, Peter. It's uh, it's good to be here and uh, it's good to talk to you. Yes, how nice. Yeah. So uh, you recently released your book, Shoemaker, and I I encourage everybody to read it. And we're going to talk, of course, about the story of Rebook and uh, your journey as a shoemaker. But what I am curious about is 
also you as a human being, because building a brand on this level requires a lot of discipline. It requires a lot of mindset to and an ability to overcome things. So how, how have you developed in your mind from when you started Reebok until today, uh, as far as handling pressure and, and tough situations? Well, that's an interesting question because I think the, uh, I think when you find yourself uh, on a certain journey, you, you have to decide when you're making that journey uh, how serious you are. And sometimes it, it's a question of not even making the decision. It's a question of you're on the journey. And, and I think that uh, if, you, if you want to succeed, you realize very soon, very soon, if you want to succeed, you have to face the problems. And not just face the problems, but consider problems as an opportunity. So if you can get your mindset around the fact that this is not going to be easy, but it's got to be fun. You've got to enjoy it. So if you have the right mindset of saying, right, we can do this. I, I, I was brought up in a family, a family that had been involved in athletics, in athletic footwear for 100 years. It was 1895, we go back to my grandfather. So there must be something in the genes. There must be the DNA must be there that says, if he can do it, I can do it. And so with my brother, we, we set up our own company. And um, when you say you don't look back, sometimes you have to look around to find some of the answers. But, you know, if you do look around, and it's like you say, from being from the old school, you've got to communicate. You have to talk to people. People can, I don't know that they give you lessons, good lessons, but at least you get the, that comfort of being with people and people can help you. So you need help and, it, and it's good to have people. So when we talk about how do you get the mindset, I think the mindset is something that uh, comes from your history, comes from your, your desires and some of the knowledge that you have. You grow up, you learn some knowledge. We, Jeff and myself, we learned about shoemaking. From our, sorry, from our family, but we had to learn more. Yeah. We had to go out and learn more about shoemaking than what the family could teach us. And so it is this being able to look around and see that there is help yeah. and that gets your mindset right. I'm curious, you said that you tried six times and, um, and failed the first time. Why didn't you quit like most people would have? Um, I think you get to the point where you, you, you know that the market is there. You know that the, the shoe is right. What you have to do is to find out what, what is that hook? How do, you, how do you get your shoe the attraction? And the biggest, the biggest problem is that you, you realize different things all, all, as you go along the road. As we go along the road, we realize that uh, Reebok are not big enough. We, we, we're fighting well above our weight. We, we're certainly not big enough to be able to face that demand. So we're going to have to get help. And you get help. Um, and this, this occurs from every time when you meet somebody or somebody thinks that it's a good idea. But when they start putting it on the market, they realize this is going to take a lot of money, a lot of effort. And so... So it, it's learning and combining, learning. And I, I knew the reason I keep going is that we, 
we realized that there was an opportunity with five star, with a five star shoe. We realized if we could get a five star shoe, that would be in the magazine. And Bob Anderson's magazine was everything. So that's why you keep going. You keep going because you can see the journey. You can see where it's leading. It's a matter of getting on the right path. And we were very lucky. We were lucky that running became a really big thing in America. Uh, and we were there at the right time. And people had our image. We used to advertise in Runner's World. But uh, people didn't like ordering. They, they liked to go into a local sports store and pick up a pair of shoes. Things have changed a lot now. I mean, a lot of people now do online, online buying. But, you know, the online business has changed totally in those days. No, there was no really no online business. It was, it was quite, a, quite a difficult job to do. So uh, this is what keep, kept me going. I knew all we, what we needed was the answer. We needed to find that hook. And, of course, when we did. So that kept me going. And, uh, yes, the hook was there, and we, we were successful. And a question for you. During these years when you're building a business that grow, grows so much, how do you handle like how do you handle personal life and how do you have time for for everything else uh, well i think i think, well, I you, think don't. It, <laughs> you don't you know it takes over <clears throat> it takes over and i think any everything that's part of your personal life has to become part of what you're doing and to an extent it did you know my wife never used to like traveling never And it was always the invitation, look, I've, I've got to do this. You can come along. No, 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 no. Um, but then she did travel on a couple of times with me. Didn't always work. <laughs> but uh, uh, because she'd not traveled, she'd not done the distance. She didn't realize the, uh, the cultures, the different cultures. Because you learn so much about the different cultures around the world. You know, what means something to them and what means something to you. So you, you become somewhat immune from being shocked you're not surprised by you, you you accept the culture and you go along with it and yes it does does make a difference to your life um and, and i and i was doing a, an awful lot of traveling so yes uh, everybody has to believe in the company yeah. otherwise uh, it doesn't work And uh, just so people can understand, like how many how many countries have you been to? Uh, well, I say I I put distribution on at least 30 after doing USA, so it, it must be around 40, 50 countries, um, maybe even more. I don't know. Sometimes I'm just visiting. Sometimes it's uh, it doesn't work, but uh, it's a lot of countries, and. Uh, I know a lot of people. I mean, right now we live in France and uh, without COVID, we will be traveling. Probably not this time of year, but maybe give us another month. We'd be going to Italy to see Umberto uh, Colombo. He, he ran the Italian uh, Reebok or uh, Richard Litzel who, who ran Germany and all these different people. We know so many people. So it's great. I mean, now this is, this is what we do. We go... We will drive to, to Italy, um, go to San Cremonte, which is a nice place just outside uh, Varese. And you can look out on the lakes around Italy and have a nice drink of wine and just relax. Yeah. 
And uh, how, what made you take that decision that now I'm going to retire? And was was it anything specific that made you say, "Hey, I'm 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 happy with this journey, and now I'm going to relax a little bit." Well, I, I think when you get to that uh, that size of company, you know, there are so many lawyers, there are so many accountants, and there are other people who are just used to volumes, and so the the intimacy had gone. I mean, I had grown up for many, many years, you know, talking to the people that really mattered, you know, just making those decisions, getting it to this point. But once it exploded, you know, it, it requires a different set of people, it requires a whole set of people who have to come in and look after that. And uh, I think for me, you know, the challenge was, and I'd been challenged for so long, <laughs> that without the challenge, I didn't see the point really. It was nice to, to sit back. But when I say I left, it's, it's a bit like um, the Eagles and Hotel California. You can check out, but you can never leave. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And for so much of I kept going back and back and people asking me to come back. And, of course, eventually um, I give way and I write the book yeah. because so many uh, – there's so many versions of where did Reebok come from? And some start halfway. Some say that the Jade with Foster Brand just changed its name. Yeah. Well, it didn't. You know? So I think the book is there to put the story down. This is, you know, we have over 100 years now, 125 years, I think it is now, of history. Yeah. And probably a bit beyond that, because my grandfather, he learned how to make his spikes from his grandfather. So it's... Uh, it goes back a long time. So we have that history, that incredible history for the brand. And there's an awful lot in there for the brand. And I, and I think that, you know, the future is pretty good. I think we can bring that back now. A lot of things that, uh, and, and this is right in the book, is to, I think, to get more or less today's uh, citizens of the United States to, to realize that, Back there in the 19, at the end of the, about 1990 to 1995, 60% of all the USA were wearing a pair of Reeboks. That's an awful lot of shoes. An awful lot. How many million shoes have Reeboks sold? It must be a, over a billion shoes in total. Oh, well, it, it, was, it was incredible. We, we were doing uh, at a height about five, five million pairs a month. Wow. So, you know, and that were, that's a lot of shoes. It could be between five and seven million pairs a month. Wow. So it's a lot of product. And like you say, it could be over a billion. I'm sure it, well over a billion by now. Uh, not as big as Nike or Adidas are now, but it was a, a great feeling. And when we were number one, you know, that was an achievement. We got to number one. Fantastic. Time for other people now to make it bigger. <laughs> and how... Um when you look back at, at this journey and your life, what are you most proud of? Well, you know, it's funny. While she's doing it, I mean, it took, I was uh, from beginning to retiring about 31 years that I was with Reebok, and we were running that fast. We were moving that fast. Everything was, you didn't, you didn't realize what was happening. It was just, it happened. Yes, well, that's happened. And you were just growing, growing, growing. <clears throat> I think the... Uh, the thing I can look back on now and say, how did we do that? Did we, did we, did we really do that? You know, we, yeah, well, we did. And yeah, yeah, I think I, I would just go and go onto an airplane. All I had, 
I didn't, we didn't even have credit cards in those days, in the early days. All I had was a, was a handful of American Express traveler's checks. And luckily, everybody around the world took dollars. And that was <laughs> a big thing. Everybody would take dollars. So we were a dollar company way, way back in the 1960s. <clears throat> we, we worked in dollars. We used to buy shoes in dollars. We couldn't buy them in, uh, in any other currency. That's what the Far East worked in and still work in. So yeah. you, you work in dollars all the time. And you, you look back on that and say, how do we get, how do we get into that? Well, it, it happens step by step. These things happen. So, you know, we go through life and we grow into a company and, you know, we're, we're a dollar company. We're selling so many shoes. You know, it, it's something that you say, well, how did we get here? And, uh, and I think, I, well, I know very well that once we had the uh, aerobics market, it was a matter of keeping up with the business. The business didn't choose. We had to keep up with it. And Paul said to me, I remember quite clearly, he said, Joe, he said, yeah, we're going so fast. He said, I, I know how to stop it. But he said, if I do, I don't know how we start it again. So we, <laughs> we just had to keep going. We just had to keep going with that business. And uh, it was an incredible story. And, you know, a, a great uh, thing to look back on. But we, we did so, we, we did it. And we did it well. And what do you want to say to to young entrepreneurs out in the world, watching this, listen to this, they, they might be in a hard situation right now, just like you at one point had to sell your house, they're thinking about how to pay the next month's bill or ha- how to pay their staff, but they have an idea that they believe in. Uh, what do you want to say to them? Well, what I want to say to them is that uh, when Jeff and I decided that we would do, we would set off on our own, I was 23, Jeff was 25, we were young. We were totally indestructible. We just had belief. And I, and I think this is where you need to be. If you've got an idea, and you, you've got to know what your idea is, you've got to know where you're going with it. You won't know the end, but you know the, the start. And you've got to believe in yourself. Really believe and give it a chance. You know, not everybody manages to uh, have the success we had. But, you know, the worst thing you can do is not follow your dream, not give yourself that opportunity. <clears throat> because I, I, I believe there's as many, if not more, opportunities today than we had. We were very lucky to be in the sports industry. And I think the sports industry is still a good industry to be in. I think its, it's growth will continue. <clears throat> as people less and less work manually at making cars, making whatever you're making, they work less and less. They've got, they have more time. And entertainment these days, sport is the biggest entertainment you can, you can have. So being involved in sport is a good business. But, you know, technology now. Technology is incredible. And a young mind absorbing all the latest technology must know where to take it. And so believe in that. Believe that you, you've got an opportunity. And if you're willing to work hard at it and follow it, then you can become the next Bezos or Gates or whoever you want to be. You know, their names, but the opportunities that they opened up, yeah, made them a fortune. But more than that, it, they made a difference. They created something different. Yeah. So, yeah, believe in yourself. And talking about uh, confidence and believing in yourself, 
is there any specific uh, things you used to do in order to to feel this way? Because not everybody have have that natural, right? Well, I, <clears throat> I don't know whether I had it natural or not. I think that uh, the the only way I think you can do this is to just just keep going, just keep moving. Yeah, there are opportunities. You don't don't sit and ponder too much about it. If you sit and think too much. I, I think that can be self-destructive. I think you've got to, it's always taking risks. As an entrepreneur is just a word for taking a risk. <clears throat> Because you wouldn't be an entrepreneur if you didn't take a risk. And so, you know, the risk is there. The risk is that you don't know the outcome. But that's also the excitement. The excitement is you don't know the outcome. So you've got to, you've got to make the outcome. You've got to change it. You've got to look for it. You know, I had 11 years there trying to get into that American market. Yeah, and I hit my head against the wall. This wouldn't work. This didn't work. Why didn't it work? What do we need? And yeah, would I have learned the fact that we needed what in America is called a hook? No, only by keep going back and back and talking to people, working with people, you realize you need something that turns, that switches it on. You know, it's like a computer. You need to press the button. Otherwise, it won't work. You can't just sit there and hope it's going to open up and tell you things. No, you've got to go in there. You've got to get into it and dig into it. And you, know, you, you find what the future is. COVID, it's been a disaster. But it's opened up so many opportunities. It is the beginning of a lot of opportunities. Zoom, we wouldn't have been using these things uh, the way we are. This is probably 10 years in advance of where we would have been without COVID. Yeah. Because everything now is moving. We're online. We're talking to each other. We're getting used to it. The idea that we can talk and you're over there in Los Angeles, I'm over here in France with some, uh, what is it, four, six thousand miles away. And we can talk like this. And maybe tomorrow I'm talking with Australia. I've talked with Australia. I've talked with the Middle East. The same thing. This is, this is the future. Technology. So it may not be making running shoes, but there's lots of things. And it may be making running shoes and using new technologies. Now, I had to get on an airplane and travel to meet people, to sell my idea, to talk to them about the idea. Why don't we do this? Um, now we can produce anything. <clears throat> we can send ideas uh, over the internet. You know, we can do so many things. So... Uh, There are trends, opportunities are there. And uh, what would I have been doing had I just now uh, come to start off in, in business? I don't know. As I say, I could have been an engineer. I could have been electronics. Had I been electronics, I would have been into computers. I'd have been into computing. Maybe I would have been doing something brilliant in computing. I don't know. But you've got Jeff Bezos, you know. I mean, look at the size of Amazon now. You know, I mean, these things are incredible. Uh, so <clears throat> it can be done. I think everybody out there has an opportunity. You know, even if it's only an opportunity to, to assist somebody, say, yeah, well, we can do it again. Because having, having partnership, I had my brother for so many years. Unfortunately, he died. He died of cancer just at the time when, when we got it with Paul Feynman and we just got our five stars into America. And it's so sad that he, he wasn't able to enjoy You know, the fruits of that relationship. Um, but it, it probably drove me harder. It probably made me say, we've got to do it. You know, 
this is this is what Jeff would have wanted. So we'll keep going. We keep on hitting hard, and we did. And uh, as I, all I can say to anybody who wants to start off, if you've got a good idea, give it a shot. Yes. Don't don't ask too many people because too many people will say too big a risk. Be an entrepreneur. Yeah, I love that. Thank you for sharing so open heartedly. Joe, uh, my final question, and I think you already answered it, uh, is, you know, I'm all about sharing journeys, but at the end of the day, I want the people that are here listening to take action. What is the first step they can do right after this show to get a little bit closer to their dream? Well, I think it's to look for opportunities because there are opportunities all around you. And you'll find if you're not too careful, the opportunities just slide by, just go by. So observe, get the feeling of what you'd like to do, whatever it is. You might say, well, I don't want to do it right now, but I've got to prepare. So do what you're doing. Get into television, start to talk with people, start to look at how the world is changing. And I think it's being aware, which, you know, and, and I think, and I, I have always thought of this with the, whatever you do in business, it must be fun. The three most important things for me were fun, fun, and fun. If you're not enjoying it, and don't get me wrong, you won't enjoy every day. There's a lot <laughs> of days that don't work that way. <laughs> but if you get up with the mindset that you're not going to enjoy that day, you won't. Yeah. So you have to have the right mindset. This is fun. Life is for enjoying. Life is for getting up there and really having a go and uh, making your own way in life. And, you know, it's, uh, it's good when it comes off. And I know not everybody will, will make it, but you'll be also so sorry you didn't try if you didn't make that effort and try. Mr. Joe Foster, this has been an incredible time. I truly appreciate you. And uh, for people, uh, I guess they can find Shoemaker anywhere, right? In all bookstores, online. They can indeed, Amazon uh, if they need, but they can find it in bookstores in in America, online. There's an audio version and a Kindle version as well. So yes, it's out there. Now, that's my my last campaign. (laughs) Or well, maybe not my last campaign, but certainly <laughs> my present campaign now <laughs> is getting everybody to buy Shoemaker. Um, yeah, of course. Seems to be a good read, and I hope some people can learn from it. They might learn just how useless I was at times. <laughs> but, you know, and when you're so useless, you can still make it. You can still get there. I love that. And I love how the book starts. It's like with your two confessions that you you don't like running and you're a lousy shoemaker. And then the whole story begins. So uh, yes, we'll, we'll, we'll have the link for everybody that wants to, you know, really learn from an incredible human being who has, you know, not only talked the talk, but walked the walk. And um, thank you so much. And thank you everybody that is here listening. If you want to Check us out. Go to ilovesuccess.co. There's more than 200 episodes of just amazing and incredible people. This is all for free for you to enjoy. But as I told you, I want to help at least 10 million people in 10 years to achieve their dreams. So if you enjoy this conversation, 
please share it with somebody that needs to hear this message, that needs some positive light in their day today, and that can see that even a, even a man who founded one of the biggest companies in the world is, is, is a human being just like us. So thank you so much, everyone.